0: Welcome to Do The Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I, like many people, uh, wanted to be writers, but we never actually took the time to sit down and write. hmm
1: exactly. So instead of taking this, this time out to actually sit down and write, we've decided to not do any of that and instead issue a challenge. Each week, we sit down for 30 minutes and write a complete
0: short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story sent in by you wonderful listeners, and then we talk about the rest.
1: Mm-hmm. Mundo. we're simply here to help you do the right thing. A doof, a doof, doof media, media production. production.
0: I don't think Ruben, from, um, from Deep Impact and uh, Pale Reflections, has heard the hit um, Three, Grace, Three Days Grace song, Animal I Have Become. Wow, um, really? And I think that's really concerning. I've sent him the music video as of like mm-hmm. an hour ago uh, he has not responded yet so i'm getting a little concerned
1: okay well i um, mean i think you're you're definitely going to have to paint the like picture form so you know tell right, them that right. the cultural hey, picture you're, you are currently sitting in your uh in your middle school uh, mm-hmm. math class mm-hmm. and um the girl the cool that kid. Yeah, yeah and cool and, girl and the girl that uh, you have a crush on is mm-hmm. currently talking to the coolest kid and uh and like you can tell that she likes him more mm-hmm. than than you and right. then the song comes
0: on right so well when you 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 decide to go to YouTube and and you get around the uh the 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 filter the fu- the, the firewall um, yeah the like firewall the um you hack it uh, which is really just a—you just get a VPN or 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 you go to yeah. the staff Wi-Fi, um, and uh, you hack it. You put on analyze. become You put on those gigantic clunky headphones. They're definitely leaking mm-hmm. a lot. Um, oh yeah, so people can everyone hear can can hear it. What, yeah. Listening to it. they can hear. Um, you know, I can't escape this hell as you're sort of like good. singing it under your breath. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so many times I've lied. You know that part. It's really and then good. also
1: you are you are like halfway close to like crying, but you can't. Yeah, do that right.
0: Yet. No, but you're angry. You're angry. Yeah, so, angry cry. Angry, uh, edgy cry. Anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, yeah, I just I need to update Ruben on that real quick. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. It's. I mean, I like listening to that song. So
1: it's know. it's kind of. Like unironically a great song, that but it is also is like,
0: extremely ironic. Like you should watch yes. the video; it's hilarious. Oh, definitely! And you he know, gets I think demonized like, and some really terrible Photoshop for his like demon version. <laughs> it like it like they Photoshop his forehead together so he has like like frowning, you know, like angry eyebrows. Mm-hmm. But It is photoshopped. He's not actually doing it.
1: I mean, yeah. hey, there is there is a reason why three days grace like made like six albums yes Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they're they're really great uh just a little cringy but also all music during that time was because that's also when like lincoln park was like Mm -hmm. un i ironically the best thing out during during that that time more
0: importantly um i think also addendum to the story is that you would then go home and play call of duty zombies while it played yes and and think about that I think that's the kind of a that. core factor. Just playing Call of mm-hmm. Duty Zombies, World at War, uh Black mm-hmm. Ops. Yeah, Black Ops yep. 1,
1: only the uh the only first one. one. Yep, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. and then also you would you would keep on re uh replaying the um beginning when you uh mm-hmm. shoot up that uh airport as the bad guys. Oh. <laughs> Uh
0: yeah yeah I forget yeah. about that. I anyway, can't
1: control myself. myself.
0: <laughs> so what if you can see the darkest side of me? It's a good song. It's a yeah, good yeah. song. Anyway, <laughs> it's relevant for a thing I'm gonna make later, which is why okay. I, I was thinking about it. You yeah, you know you're, what's up? You're priming us. Yeah. No one else knows, but you know. Yeah, because, I know. I, because I've because because
1: I've seen the animal you've become. So. Thank you
0: all right uh-huh. uh let's get into uh we do a podcast here every every week yeah uh we we every do a prompt day. which I think is actually helpful thank you, I think so uh-huh. I think some of y'all would agree um and then we we read a a list of stories sent in uh that have been to the prompt. What is the story that we'll be reading on air this week of the podcast
1: yes, so the story we we will be reading on air this week on the podcast, is
0: by Sithril, with T? Question mark?
1: hmm hmm Question mark?
0: Yeah. So uh, I've, I enjoy the story. Um, let's get into it. It's um, a real, I think, Chinese folk story, mm-hmm. um, as Sithril says. Um, and it, uh, he says that it's uh, based on a story you once heard. So yeah, let's, let's get on going. T by Sithril Beyond seven mountains and seven rivers, there once was a great general. His deeds were great and his name known far and wide. None would match his guile. He would be the envy of foxes, wolves would look out for his shrewdness, and crows would caw about his clever tricks. Many stories would be told, some close to truth, most paled to reality. But the tooth of time showed no mercy, and as the seasons gave way to each other, his beard would grow ever grayer and his muscles ever weaker, and the time would come for him too to retire. And he found a beautiful land and a quiet village there to call his home. But as the years passed and things changed, others stayed the same. Old lords would die and new generals would rise. And so did the sparks run ablaze again, and the wheels of war turned once more. One day grave tidings came to the sleepy village. An army has risen, the traveler said. They're headed through this land. Those of you with good eyes, just find a hill and look. You'll spot them not afar. And so the old general would not be daunted and would not rest. He cleaned and oiled his old armor. He trimmed his beard, now only flickered with dark, into the style he once wore. With his armor donned, he told the villagers, Run! Hide! All of you! Not a single soul will show themselves. It was well past morning, and the army was getting close. He found the tallest roof on the edge of the village and climbed atop. And with him, he brought a simple tray, with a pot of water, a handful of glowing embers, and a few cups. And waited. Not long passed, and the first scouts rode nearby. Two they were, and they were bewildered by the experience. A silent village was before them, only disturbed by the rustling of the wind. And atop a roof sat an old man in armor, preparing tea. With a joyful voice, he waved at them. As one of the scouts went to come closer, the other grabbed him by the shoulder. He muttered something to him and pointed at the old general. A few looks back and forth and a few muffled words later they turned and left. Not long after did the vanguard show up and from it riders in the fanciest of armor went forth and looked up. The old man raised his arms in greetings. Tea? he shouted for they did not go close. One of them rode up to the most prominent of the host. "'It's him, commander,' he said. "'The scouts were right.' "Hm," the young general replied in a grunt. "'He sat on his horse for a while, taking in the whole of the scene. "'And then he said, "'This is a trap. Cancel the march.' "'He raised his gaze up to meet the old man's face again, "'his arms still stretched, still offering a cup of tea.' We'll give this place a wide berth, he concluded, and turned his steed to ride away. The old man sat there a while, the cup still warm in his hands. The host was gone. Then it was silent once more. Tea for one, then, eh? He mumbled and toasted to victory.
1: All right, all right. So yeah, I uh, really do enjoy this this story. Um, I I do really like how it does lean into that sort of like folk folklore esque uh, way of telling this this story. I enjoy the beginning a a lot when it just really shows this passage of 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 time, like old lords dying, old lords rising, and it really gives us like a really great a really great picture of um, this this like time period as we get to the like ending I just really I really do in, enjoy this uh, character of this like old old man um how he's able to uh, trick them and uh leaving simply by looking very meek so yeah I mean overall I think this is a really great story um and and apparently is based off of uh, real life so even
0: more interesting. Mhm. Um yeah, I'm not entirely sure if it's like something that actually happened, but mm-hmm. it's something that's a like story. A fable. It's a story that shows up in like some history tellings in in China. Um I forget who um but it's basically this exact story except it I think it's a, a city rather than a village. Mm-hmm. And um there's like a big war going on at the at the time, but it's the same thing where a general is sitting on on the walls. drinking his his tea offering uh for them to join and then they're like oh the gates are also like wide open i think that's the only other detail in the Mm. in the uh story version that i i heard um that was different but yeah which i think is is great i think uh retelling old stories is a really great way to practice because it's like you don't have to worry about um making a a thematic thematically resonant plot in in Mm -hmm. other things because you know it's right there and that's why there's so many really really great um retellings of Mm. of stories um and i mean with that you can you can mm -hmm.
1: just focus on sort of executing it and you know the Mm -hmm. the craft that that goes into how you choose to Tell this story instead of you know fo- focusing on point A, B, and C, which is a really great practice. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's um, it's not at all a shortcut. You you definitely have uh, different things to to focus on. Um, what I, I I like how this one keeps that that storytelling tone too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it oh, I'm trying to identify exactly what it is that that creates that tone. I think the simple sentences is one thing. Um, I think sort of telling this in this almost universal uh past um mm-hmm. where it's sort of like ongoing there once was you know that kind of thing yeah also um, you
1: know the the story itself not being bound to one to one character
0: the uh yeah it's sort of a whole villages perspective and then leaves to be on the perspective of the um the army as well uh for a critique I, d- I did feel like there was room in the middle for a uh, repetition of three um, to set up the problem. I think that's what really would have uh, made the, you know, the twist of what the general is doing or made it into a twist is what it would have done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the, the writer comes, comes along. It's like, there's an army and then, you know, people in our town are, how are we going to defend ourselves? And, um, so the general comes and is like don't worry about it i i got this and then the people are like but how are we going to defend ourselves uh and he's like we won't have to defend ourselves um how are we going to hide or whatever you know setting up these multiple problems and him just being like you are misunderstanding what my solution w- will be we won't fight mm-hmm. it, you know yeah um i think that would have uh really made the um solution to the problem Feel even more clever, right? Because we set up uh, that none of the people in the story really think of uh, that answer to the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I, I like definitely see that because I mean, as as is, it's it's solid, Um, but the ending does not have the strongest impact. You know, I mean, it -hmm. is a sort of a natural end, but like as you said, if if other options were to be pre presented or if you know there or if more problems were to uh arise uh, then this this ending would be a lot more clever than it's giving itself credit mm-hmm. for right now.
0: Yeah, and there's a there's a couple different ways it it could be done. It's just like the I, a lot of these kind of old stories have that that 3B repetition, of the yeah. uh yeah, the the trials and failures. So, you know, you could either have um you know, the villagers asking how you know, how are we supposed to defend ourselves? We don't have any weapons and, um, or, or things like that. Or they could actually be trying to um, do the defenses. You know, they, the general says, uh, th- there's this army approaching and tells the villagers, go out and then lay these traps. And then they're like, yes, we laid the traps and we got a couple of them, but it wasn't enough. They're still coming, you know. Uh, and then the general gives another potential solution that does not work. Um, until finally being like, okay, they're going to arrive. Head into the hills, and I will stay behind. And they're like, oh no, you're going to die. And then he's like, nah, because it's a tricksey, and he does a tricksey. And then they are all like, wow, what a clever, what a clever dude. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did, I did very much like the last lines, of the the toasting, um, mm-hmm. as um, I think it's a uh, Jarby Jazz mentions in the uh, comments. It's a very Uncle Iroh Sort of vibe, right? Yeah, um, very much. Which so. Zithral hasn't seen Avatar: Last Airbender. You should watch it. It's really good.
1: Yeah, and uh, you should watch Korra. I know a lot of people
0: skip that, but it's really good. Or you could skip it. That's also no, fine.
1: No, you cannot.
0: I'm sorry. You could skip it. It's really okay. Don't worry about it.
1: <sighs> We're gonna I'll talk about this later.
0: Okay. See me uh, I mean, in my office. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, I do very much like the the execution. um, And every it's like every single part of this that does follow the uh, storybook storytelling kind of style. Mm -hmm. um, I very, very much enjoy and I think even more of those would make it um, even stronger.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, thank you very much to uh, Sithril for allowing us to read your story live on the podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, before we move on to the list submitted story section, um, I did want to talk about what the uh, theme for this month is, right?
1: Whoo, yes, this uh, month's theme. Let us know.
0: Uh, yeah, so this last month um, of, of July was punctuation. For this month of August, uh, the uh, theme is going to be nonfiction um so again you don't actually you don't need to do this this is just an ongoing um additional challenge on top of the weekly do the right thing challenge you don't have to do it it's totally okay if you don't however if you're wanting to experiment with something that you don't normally try um try writing some nonfiction. there was another uh flower priest this week wrote a nonfiction story and i think it was really good but we had read flower priest like two times very recently so we couldn't do that mm-hmm. um unfortunately but um I definitely have always had a urge not to write nonfiction. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I think, I don't know, I just feel like 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 it like it's boring or something, but it's not. It's really not. Um, and I think the best stories we write are... are
1: Based off of real life.
0: Yeah, in a way. Or like they, mm-hmm. they come from emotions and feelings and circumstances that we are familiar with. Obviously, all fiction has to do with a lot of, that we don't know. But when we say write what you know, it's like the things that you think about and care about, right? Those are the things you know. And mm-hmm. a lot of those do come from real life. And obvi- so a lot of times we will write a story and we won't even realize it's actually a reflection of something that has happened to us. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so there's a lot of forms that you can you can write nonfiction. Um, aside from writing about yourself, which I, I want to get into that a little bit more in a second, you could also uh, write about a real thing that happened, um, it's okay if it's not actually full-on real non-fiction, you can write, like, historical fiction, for example, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, or you could actually, like, write an actual, almost, uh, journalistic report, you know, read an-, read an account, include that dialogue, and describe what happens, but make it into an exciting way, or even, um, write about some natural phenomenon or something that actually happened and by the way that you write it, put in some themes and feelings, right? Um, You could describe like, uh, this is just a random example. You could describe a a supernova, right? Supernova that actually happened, what it looked like, what actually happened. But the way that you write about it, maybe has stuff about new beginnings or um, something about light or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. um some sort of feeling um i think the natural world is a good example for this historical stuff and then of course um your own self and experiences right
1: definitely starting with uh non non-fiction you start off in a very grounded place with your story which is definitely a, a big thing that i've seen a uh a lot of stories have trouble with have trouble with bringing it close to a core e emotion or a character so definitely trying trying your hand at um non nonfiction. You're you're already starting off at that place of relatability to where you really have to focus on how how you're going to bring that point uh across. Whether you are talking about your own life or or talking about any one e event, uh definitely writing non nonfiction puts a lot more uh, power uh, into the voice that you choose to use to tell that story.
0: Yeah, it certainly can. Um, so we might feel that we don't have like a, an exciting uh, story or something like that, but we, we do. I mean, we no, don't necessarily have one of action or whatever, and that's that's totally okay. But everyone has some, you know, emotional memory. You could write a breakup. You could mm-hmm. write, um, you know, uh, some time you... <laughs> Hmm. A a first meet. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um. You could write of some sort of challenge that you that you faced, and again, this is something that I have trouble with—is like identifying any sort of interesting thing that have gone happened in my life. But I've, but I've had quite a few. Um. You know, some troubling relationships um some terrible like indecisiveness over big life choices like going to college and other things Mm -hmm. um you know feelings about failing at a first job Um, i i think failure is a pretty important aspect in, in writing a good uh any good story but searching for a good nonfiction story about yourself i think yeah searching for some kind of failure or difficulty i think it's a good good place to go um and yeah working through those emotions um working through uh what went wrong what went right and uh that sort of thing i think um it's also good as a place to reflect anyway um we'll 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 be talking more about nonfiction over the course of the next couple weeks and i'm Mm -hmm. excited to see what y'all write about your lives
1: yeah i am excited to see what y'all come up with too um, but all right, I think it's hind time to actually roll on into our listener submitted story
0: section. That's right. All right. Uh, who are we talking about this week?
1: Yeah. So the first story we are going to be talking about this week is by Glittering Coast
0: with a cold afternoon. Uh, that's right. So, uh, this is a cool story. We have, um, a, uh, we have she going to him on the hill, um, uh, Brock is sort of standing on the hill, sort of just staring at the horizon, not responding at all. And uh, this girl really, or Izzy, really wants to um, have him back, but he's clearly been really distant. And um, we learn a little bit more, and he talks about how uh, his condition is terminal. It's even dangerous for Izzy to even, even be close by. With, we get what the little twist is, is that he's actually like a, a werewolf. He's mm, probably about wolfman. to turn into a wolf i I think permanently is what what's happening and um so he has found a place to to leave that will be okay for him Mm -hmm. um but uh she can't come with and it's uh this moment of of sadness as they both have to leave each other they both say like i love you they share one kiss before he almost violently disappears (laughs) mm-hmm Uh yeah yeah so
1: I think that this is a really a uh, strong moment here. Uh, I I like how the uh, supernatural twist is really saved for the uh, the end because at first we are thinking that oh this this character might might die or, or, or like something really bad is uh is like uh, happening to them. So yeah, it's is really what is really able to set up not only these uh, characters but their re- relationship and really give us. A reason as to why we need to care about this sort of break that uh, they are going through, and and I do like the uh, ending. How you know uh, there's there's no way for him to really take her with with him, and I just really like that a moment. So yeah, overall, I think that this story really uh, chooses to focus on this one moment and this one sort of really bitter uh, breakup type feeling uh that they're trying to get uh across and i really think that it is uh successful in that so really good job mm-hmm.
0: yeah i i like the moment at the end where they they share that kiss and then i think he uh transforms like in the middle of the kiss but mm-hmm. uh, says so he pressed his lips to hers and she felt a vibration rip through his whole body it was a violent feeling and stole her breath away and then he was gone um i wasn't sure exactly if he just like vanished or if he turned into a wolf and then like ran off um but i really th- there was something about that violent sensation at the at the breakup that kind of really i don't know it felt it had a lot of substance to me you know mm-hmm. um like yeah. weight so i, I very much like that um that supernatural you know fictional thing reflected sort of the emotions of of that moment
1: mm-hmm no, definitely, definitely. Um, but uh, thank you very much to uh, uh, Glurin Coast for bringing us this this story. And uh, up next is my Blari345 with a cold experience.
0: hmm So there is this group of uh, five party members, a classic adventuring group. We get a bit of description on each of them before they go up to the Roberts Homestead or Farmstead. The farmer Roberts comes out, tells them how there has this been this beast in the woods killing animals, um, but is very, very uh, vague on the details of what this is. and the party members are a bit suspicious. They debate whether or not they're even going to take this job if there's like superstitions um, involved, and I think they um, put on the put a vote, but they're going to take the job.
1: So uh, yeah, I I uh, really do in, enjoy this uh, story. I mean, of, of course, it is a beginning of a, a journey. But I, but I do like the sort of mystery uh, around whatever this uh, creature is, and it does feel that um, I think it's Samuel who's who's who seems to be holding back some sort of uh, information. Um, but I do really like this setup of um, of all of these characters while also hinting at. Of course, some 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 sort of magic be, uh, happening in the uh, in the uh, background here. But I mean, overall, yeah, I think it's a really solid uh, be beginning to a to a wider story that does a really good job at uh, setting up multiple characters. So really good. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'll echo what Cithril uh, said that it was interesting that there was a difference between like the magic that these characters had, right, of a, a mage and enchanted axes and whatnot,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: the superstitions of this farmer. Yeah. So I think there there is, like, a, a contradiction there, but that doesn't mean that that's, like, something that has to be fixed, you know? That's something that I would like to see just a bit more information on, on, like, what, what is the difference between you know actual magic and these superstitions right and sometimes superstitions can feel a little bit darker creepier and i think that's sort of the sense that we're getting from this you know Mm -hmm. like maybe superstitions about these these evil creatures it's more about like cursing curses and like souls and and things like that um but i was interested in in knowing the differences i don't think we need to know it in this story necessarily but it was interesting
1: no yeah yeah definitely definitely um, mm-hmm. But all right, up next is by Sarah Penguin with Punctuation.
0: Yeah, so this is a um, basically a love poem mm-hmm. um, that uses a bunch of um, metaphors using punctuation and also like puns with it, which is fun. Um, mostly mostly puns, which is mm-hmm. great. Uh, they're, they're very fun wordplay. Mm-hmm um like i would dash from now to forever um and now to forever the two is a it's a hyphen up the hill of love for you um um you can quote me on all this it's 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 cute i liked it a lot um yeah (laughs) Yeah, just a cute little uh, punctuation, figurative language, love poem. But yeah, I mean,
1: I I uh, really uh, like this sort of poem. You know, it, it is definitely uh, hitting this, uh, it, it is definitely hitting last month's topic on the, the head, filled, filled with nice little puns, filled with uh, a lot about punctuation, and I do like how there is a constant change in uh, punctuation. I mean, some... Some lines are questions some uh, some lines have a exclamation point and I do like how just you know what what you were uh, doing here with uh, how this poem really looks physically and really uh, honing in on those uh, punctuations so I mean overall I think that this is a um, really great entry that uh, definitely fulfills um, last monks prompt to a T so really great job
0: um yeah uh, I thought it was a uh... It was fun and cute, and I think it's good to experiment, even with with puns, um, but also with uh, experimenting with with punctuation, as Sarah Penguin does in all these lines. Um, mhm. Mhm.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, all right, up next is by Flower Priest with the
0: silence. Um. So this is a great uh, nonfiction story, and it, it feels like. Um, fiction reading it but uh flower priest talks about how it's not afterwards um which i i I thought that was really cool um we would have read this uh this week to fit the the new um theme for this month but i think we read flower priest last week and like two weeks before that or something Mm -hmm. so i feel like probably should uh not do three in a row (laughs) basically anyway um but this is a, a story about how uh there is this foreign worker um, at uh, a ski resort just being a janitor and how they used to be more of like a, a germaphobe and now they just take pride in the work of, of cleaning. Um, and that's what a lot of the story is about. It's about, yes, this is not a, a job with a lot of glory, but it is it's satisfying. It's satisfying to um, feel like you are actually getting things done. Um, mm-hmm. when, when a janitor cleans a room, it is clean afterwards. It's a finished action. Um, they've actually they've they've improved the world in a small way and um they reflect on their life about how you know their, their parents probably wouldn't find a lot of pride in this but but their their parents probably wouldn't have a good connection to the reality of the situation anyway they've come to America um which their their parents would be happy about but would they actually be happy about the specifics of what it is like to be in this country mm-hmm. um so i I thought this was a really cool reflection um and um, I think Flower Priest does do a really, really good job of, of translating their experiences into an interesting uh, story to read.
1: I mean, yeah, definitely. I uh, really relate to the sentiment of, of this, this story. Um, and I think it's, it's like perfectly focused um, on the lived ex- experience of this character and really everything that makes up the reasons as to why they are fine with janitorial work, and I mean even beyond that, what they see in in the work beyond just just cleaning. So yeah, I think that this this story is just very well well put. I I really do love the the prose. I like how there is enough going on e- enough that uh, we are able to really witness and see while also still being deeply within this main within his main character's head. So, yeah, I just think that this is a really strong story um, overall. That, uh, yeah, I, I love reading it through and through.
0: Yeah, so uh, I really like the story with... Um, uh, and I think this is a great example of what you can do reflecting on your own experiences where it's not... It, this it, The scene is literally just cleaning up uh, some rooms at a resort and then taking the bus home. That's it. But yeah. I think it's very deep. It's, um, It has a lot of really great reflection on... um their life and uh this is exactly the sort of thing that i hope a lot of y'all start writing in in the coming month yeah
1: definitely definitely but thank you so much to uh flower priest for submitting such a great story uh mm-hmm. and our last story for for this week is by jarby jass with
0: three isn't a crowd question mark Mhm. so this is with that ongoing series with the fleshcrafters and such um, in this one um, we are in Esty's perspective in the abattoir which I think is where they keep uh, like cow bodies I think, I think like so. before they start butchering them I believe yeah. I'm not entirely sure um, and so Esty is here with Mirand Mirand is that necromancer who's been brought onto the, t- the team and uh, we sort of just go through Esty's perspective uh, looking at this abattoir looking at Mirand um, reflecting on you know, how she's like talented, uh, but also doesn't seem to really like Esty and Esty, um, uh, Moran tells Esty how she's like always like in her head and not actually thinking about the, 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 uh, reality that most people are in. Um, and, uh, then they investigate the mystery a bit more and, um, yeah, we just get a bit more on what their relationship is like, how maybe they are having a little bit of a grudge toward, uh, Captain Harris, who killed Moran just a couple of uh, stories ago, um, and uh, and yeah, I, I, it's uh, just a good uh, character moment bef- between these two.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I uh, really uh, in, enjoy this. I mean, of course, this is part of a much larger series, so we already get all of the uh, uh, characterization of, of um, all all of these characters that that we really need i do uh like this the um back and forth be between this character of uh miranda and uh esty you know i i think they they do have a, a really nice uh back and forth overall um and yeah, I just think that, you know, this is a really solid uh entry in this uh larger series that does uh pro- provide a uh bit more world world uh world building. Um but it's just you know pushing the uh, the story forward and and I do like how, you know, it seems that there are hints of um either Esty or uh, Harris being charmed in uh some kind of way so yeah i i think that that is a very nice touch for this story but overall really great job
0: mm-hmm. um i like the additional touches about um the like organs that flesh crafters are likely to pick up and how that we're using that to solve the mystery a bit more
1: Hmm. yeah definitely definitely well all right thank you so much to everyone who did submit your story this week without y'all this podcast will be extremely short and not as fun So, we would like to give a big old do the right thing thank you to everyone who did submit a story. So, thank you very much to
0: Sithro. Thank you so much to Glittering Coast. Thank you, Blari345. Thank you, Sarah Penguin. Thank you, Flower Priest. And thank you, Dirt darby that's thank you jarby jazz
1: <laughs> uh-huh and we will also like to say thank you to everyone who who left comments not only leaving a comment under your own story but under someone else's story will compile all of your ideas on your own story so that other people know what you're thinking but also you're providing someone else with great feedback that can only help them and you become a better writer so thank you very much to S- sithril Glittering coast blari 3 345, Jarby Jazz and Flower Priest. Thank you so much for leaving comments.
0: Yeah, um, there's some great back and forth uh all throughout the the thread this week. Um some people in the Discord were, you know, feeling a bit reticent about leaving comments because they don't feel that their comments are always um like you read a story and you don't have a super insightful thing to say right away, and that, that's totally okay, is the thing. Um even just leaving a a Uh, Response at all you know tells the author Hey someone read my story and even If it's a vague thing of um, You know I like this or I didn't like this That's still it's something Um, If you can do just a little Bit more of I like a particular section um, Or dislike a particular section Or felt this or that um, I think that is immensely Helpful so even if you can't go Into details and and talk about um, You know particular Beats of characterization or um, phrasings and whatnot, just just conveying your feelings and reaction to a story is still very helpful. I feel.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 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 Uh, if you want to be like all of these wonderful writers and submit your story to do the right thing, you can do that by going to Reddit at slash slash, slash do the right thing. All you have to do is sit down for thirty minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words.
0: That's right. Um, you can also send us an email if you don't want to post it on the subreddit. Um, you can send your story at rightthingcast at com, and if you want to see the words as soon as they come out, the best way to do that with to follow us on Twitter at rightthingcast.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. And if you want to support us and everything else happening at Doof Media, you can do that by going, to, by going to our Doof Media Patreon. All you have to do is donate $10 or more per month to not only get access to the ability of voting in anything upcoming in Doof, but also access to exclusive bonus content. Uh,
0: that's right. Um, as we mentioned, the ongoing series of uh, The High Ground, which is one of our um, funniest podcasts, uh, probably competing for the funniest podcast slot, alongside um, What You Say, and uh, at this point, I think um, pale in comparison. They're, they're pretty funny. Um uh, which uh is two sisters reading um packed uh while having the knowledge of pale as well as sometimes including their their mom in that series. I know I've mentioned a bunch of times, but it's it's great, y'all it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not fully caught up on it whatsoever because uh I have not been driving at all, so I don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts, which is really almost like hypocritical. I feel like what what should I do instead, Jarvis to to give myself more podcast time. Hmm? What what should sh- should you do to get more podcast time? Maybe I should uh finally exercise for once in my life. Do you yeah. think I, th- I should do that?
1: Yeah, you should do that because then you'll get plenty of hours. Also, um if you go into a cryogenic chamber, you have nothing but mm. time. So you can That's listen to true. all all That's of the true.
0: podcasts. Yeah. That's true. I um, need someone to transcribe all of our podcasts and then I will just download it to my brain
1: mm, yeah. uh, and it'll be
0: a lot faster. Um, there's, of course, uh, a bunch of other things going on. This Friday is the Doof Book Club on um, A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Woo. And then on Saturday is the Doof Game Club on the game Into the Breach, which is a, a really, really good one. Um, and there's no spoilers, really. It's just, uh, it's just a good game to play, so I think that's a really great one for anyone to check out. Um, and of course we all have a bunch of other things going on. There's a Doofcast coming up online, the Witch in the Wardrobe*. I'm excited to, uh, listen to that. Um, and uh, it's all the other things going on. At Doof Media. go go check out the Doof Media uh calendar. Go check out our feed. You know, maybe there's a podcast episode um out there that you haven't uh haven't listened to, but you might really like. Um, if you haven't like just scrolled through the the Doofcasts. A catalog, you should do that because um, they cover a lot of really cool media that you've probably watched. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Well, alright, I think it's time to roll into next week's words.
0: Can you tell me what next week's words are? I certainly can, Jarvis. The words this week are negative, fence, arrow, and develop. Okay, so uh, negative as in something
1: that is not pleasant or positive. It could be a a emotion or a situation also if you want to go into chemistry there are positive and
0: negative charges uh, what, mm-hmm. uh, what was the second word? All right uh, the next word is fence. fence fence oh wow I was completely like I'm sitting on the fence
1: yes so yeah fence it is a um, it is a construction that uh, that uh, divides two two things sometimes there are chain link fences sometimes mm-hmm. there are white picket fences it's just it's basically a uh it, it is a, a divide that typically surrounds something that is important
0: like uh it's kind of like a not serious wall yeah yeah it's, it's, it's kind of like, like a wall a but wall. like not a big deal yeah yeah it's a wall that you can po- that you can probably get around pretty easily it's like we're not we're not going to putting up a wall is like way too much like we're not going to put up a wall but, like, maybe maybe we'll pull a little bit of a fence. Like, a little little fence. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just a little guy. A little fence. Just a little blockage. Uh, you can sit on the fence, which is that uh, you aren't deciding which side mm, of uh, yeah. an argument to be to on pick. the fence. Same thing. That's a, Yep. That is... Yep. I said that just now. Well, so <laughs> you said sit on the fence. It's... it's a... Okay. Yeah. On the fence. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, but what is the next word? <laughs>
0: Uh, next word is arrow. Arrow.
1: Uh, it is a very popular TV show on the CW. It is also a a projectile. Typically, it is propelled by a bow of some sort. Also, mm-hmm. uh, arrows point at certain things. There are arrows on stop signs. Um, are yes. there
0: arrows on stop signs? Yeah, there are.
1: Like like the green arrow to like let you know that you can turn. Well, I, those are stoplights. I'm sorry yeah okay. Wait, okay no but I forgive you but, but there were also arrows on signs not stop on signs. on signs but not, not stop, stop signs. signs yes
0: i'm it's is a very particular wow. the next Semantics. the next word is develop develop um
1: uh human development uh it is the process mm-hmm. of going from one thing to another, typically becoming better as you go. You mm-hmm. will develop your skills when it comes to a certain language, going from being able to develop say,
0: land. Yeah, uh, develop and get rid land. of that that pesky t- trees. Yeah, and dirty those trees. Pesky
1: indigenous people.
0: <laughs> yeah, and putting a glorious uh, suburban um, community. Yes, filled with fences mm uh-huh. and, and homeowner associations
1: mm-hmm. and you have to mow your lawn monthly or you get fined for
0: not having the monthly cleanest.
1: yes monthly
0: monthly monthly we have to do at least bi-weekly really even that stretching that's yeah so probably weekly horrible it is horrible why why do they care so know. much i don't know it's such a waste mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, keeping in mind that we're doing nonfiction, Jarvis, what is your extremely short, like ten-word story?
1: Ten-word story. Um, home. The four owners, words don't necessarily have to count. Yeah. Owners association mm-hmm. develops mm-hmm. plan. Okay. To. Got it. Install fences. Excellent. That negatively mm-hmm. affect
0: right land costs. Okay, what
1: are the other words?
0: Arrow, just arrow. Land
1: costs so that land become pri- become
0: more primitive. Bow and arrow okay. only. <laughs> okay, It's a particular is a. It's- Okay yeah it's a tribal homeowners association. Yeah, I can see that being a bit they're, um, they're trying
1: to go back to monkey
0: um, yeah um, I I mentioned this and this is gonna show up in a, a doof after or a do the right thing after dark episode when I edit those eventually but the uh, story of Adam and Eve is actually a story about how we all need to return to monkey mm. just so we know yeah. um, all right my story just to finish off um, we're talking about a uh, someone. Um, had a negative association with the term uh, development because um, this one sports authority developed a sports thing right right across the fence, right on the other side of the fence from their house, and they positioned the um, arrow shooting range literally right towards their house. And so three times... As they went out to get the paper, they were nailed in the neck with an arrow. Wow! <laughs> three times, That's three horrible. separate days. Yeah, it sucked. How they? Two of them were were in a row. Actually, it was two two in a row, that? and then a couple weeks. Wow! Oh, it's it's no big deal. They just pulled it out. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they. I mean, they were already holding um, newspapers, so they just like applied the paper to the wound. Mm. Okay. shook their shook their fist. You know. <laughs> ah, these darn arrows darn darn arrow throwing guys that should be a <laughs> arrow throwing oh i had guys. a i had a super cool moment as a child it was so cool oh, all really? right so you know those you know those weeds that are like they when they get really big they have the super thick th- stems yes. you know yeah they're like the, itchy the thickums. um yeah the thickums uh so i was walking around in the park it was like really overgrown and there was some of these gigantic weeds, right? And it had a little arrow and so I was like slicing the stems with the arrow, right? Like going like swish real fast, oh, right? Cool. And then I, I, sliced, I sliced this this one really, really big, thick stemmed one, right? Or I thought I did and then nothing happened. I was like, oh, I, did, did I miss it? I could have sworn I hit it. And then, Jarvis, it slid. The top half slid off the top half anime style it was Whoa. so cool so it, it was, was the coolest a, moment of my life so it was my a entire life.
1: delayed re- reaction yes that. wow yes you must have been yeah. moving as at mock speed for that to happen mock max
0: speed ma- maximum speed maximum overdrive that's crazy maximum overdrive and and that's how i did the right thing did the right thing at maximum overdrive so you go out there with an arrow cut some cut some weeds yeah it's pretty cool cut someone. i'm the stop Cut someone with an arrow. Goodbye. Wow, that was-